0: mystery history podcast i'm allison i'm rachel welcome to episode 124 on the winchester mystery house this one i've watched i've watched a lot of things about the making of this house have you yeah like well Yeah, I know I've watched one, I think, history channel kind of presentation. And then I've also watched the, you know, highly coveted Ghost Adventures episode where they went to Winchester house.
1: (laughs) I'm sure I've seen that, but I don't remember it.
0: Yeah, I'm sure all of it's very historically, you know, accurate accurate and encompassed everything there needed to be known about it.
1: I don't know if I picked this or if you picked this, I think it was just on our list of potential topics, but yeah. I was like, yeah, I'll do the notes on this. Cause I don't really know anything yeah, too in depth before I did the notes and coming out of the other end of it. I realized that I pretty much already knew most of what there is to know.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's not a whole, it's not a whole lot of mystery.
1: I don't know what I was expecting. <laughs> I think find out, but I didn't find it out.
0: <laughs> well, I think whenever you hear this, you think of a really grandiose story. And,
1: and there is like, there is,
0: but there's not as paranormal as yes, we would like that's to,
1: right. Yeah. I, I don't know why, but I was like, this house is haunted as shit. And there's right. a ton of ghost stories. And I didn't really find like any.
0: yeah i think that's yeah i think that's the part that it's missing the most of is it's really just crazy lady
1: Mm, i know i mean talk at the end because i did put at the end like what do you think do you think she was crazy do you think like what was going on here so we'll talk about it at the end okay yeah not not, um as spooky as i was hoping for.
0: (laughs) yeah and maybe we could do like a uh, survey too so everybody can throw their two cents in on what they think.
1: But yeah, maybe maybe some of our listeners have been there and mm-hmm. had some sort of experience or have something to share. That would be great. Because, yeah. yeah. Neither of us have ever been there. So right. what do we know?
0: <laughs> Just what Ghost Adventures told me. <laughs> right. <laughs> so but before we get into the mystery and all of the Winchester family, we've got some business which is
1: like share subscribe please
0: thank you very much it would really help us um we are trying to get our tiktok account up and going yikes we're not tiktokers Mm -mm. no
1: maybe we'll keep trying
0: we will We will. You could teach old dogs new tricks, right? And we're some old dogs because whenever we're in there, like, holy shit, I have no idea what's going on. But it takes
1: us like 20 hours (laughs) and 55 million text messages back and forth to figure out how to do (laughs) one video.
0: Lots of of screenshots and uh, what's that markup where you can circle things.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What do I click on? This right here. Yeah, it's bad. I just bad. or that
0: could just mean that, you know, both of us have had to become sort of technical and we're used to having to spell things out <laughs> for everybody else. Sure.
1: That's what that means.
0: That's what we're gonna go with. Um, we also have our Patreon that you can join where we have uh what was the episodes? I think we're in like the one tens right now. Yeah. So, uh, over 110 plus episodes additional, plus some discounts for the merch.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm wearing and a hoodie right now.
0: You are? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a couple. I really like the crew neck uh, sweatshirts. Do you? I do. I, I really to do. I get
1: one of those and I haven't yet.
0: It's I'm like gonna. the perfect, you know, especially whenever you want a sweatshirt to, or not sweatshirt, but sweater to be kind of a little oversized, a little scoopy at the neck. That's mm-hmm. what that is.
1: Not have to get that.
0: And it's fuzzy on the inside. Nice. Yes. So those are available. You can go to uh, www.mysteryhistorypodcast.com to get all those details.
1: Yep. Episode suggestions. We're still open. Two suggestions, DM us if you have any ideas. Cause we need to scope out January still, I'm pretty sure. We have a couple planned still, but
0: yeah, yeah, there's a couple still in the pipeline that we have scheduled, but it's fast approaching. I feel like we just planned out December and now we're almost through December. It's crazy.
1: And we need to do that soon. So let us know if you guys have any ideas or anything you want to hear. And then the most important business yeah. has to do with the conversation we were having before we started <laughs> recording. Where, why did we even start talking about this? We started talking about Stephen King.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But I don't know, I,
1: know what started it.
0: I don't know either. Oh, Ro- okay. Stephen King, Rose Red, miniseries, TV shows in the past. So weird on Disney+. Plus. So weird.
1: So weird is streaming on Disney+, Plus. you guys. So, if you remember that from the late 90s, go check it out. If you don't remember it, go check it out. It's
0: so good. It's always, like, perfect for us. We were at that right age to be watching it and, like, still think Mm -hmm. it was cool. And it's about this girl who, like, goes with her uh, rock star mom on the road and then solves paranormal mysteries while she's at it.
1: I loved that show. So good. It was. And then we also would like to recommend that if you guys haven't already, you should go read The Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon. Because that just so happens to be well, it's not my favorite Stephen King book, but it's Allie's favorite Stephen King book. And I also really enjoyed it.
0: Yes, it was definitely my favorite. It's the and if you're if you have never read Stephen King, it's a really good starter book because some of his stuff goes off the chains for many 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 pages and they're huge books so it's a big commitment Mm -hmm. so if you want something small to kind of get a taste that's one where he's not as crazy
1: and it's a short story yeah it's a it's a book though like it's a. I think it's like 300
0: i'd say 300 ish pages yeah about a
1: short story in comparison to his the thousands writing yeah the stand is always going to be my favorite stephen king book
0: i remember whenever you were reading that
1: second. that was yeah. awful it was a bad time in my life
0: <laughs> because you would call me and you would be scared and then you would tell us you were like have you ever read it and i hadn't at that point you're like you have to read this because somebody else needs to listen to this crap because it scared you so bad
1: it scared the shit out of me i was in a very strange place i had had surgery and had spent a summer basically locked up in my house and i was like i was in college so i was like 19 or 20 and i spent the time reading the unabridged version (laughs) of the stand so it was extra thick yeah it it scared me so bad i mean there were so many nights i stayed up all night reading and then mm-hmm. I'd go to sleep when the sun started to come up because I could not sleep while it was still dark because I was too scared. Wow, I don't even remember why it scared me that bad, but I was definitely very frightened. And I Ye- love, love, I love it. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, I remember, I remember that. Whenever you were reading that,
1: yeah, I was probably calling you at like two in the morning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> probably, probably. <laughs> I've never had a book that has done that to me where it's been like can't sleep for days so like there I don't know no I don't think there's ever been a book like that for me
1: I think that might be the only book that's ever done that to me which it may yeah. have just been where I was in my life at that right. point in time but yeah I don't know it was that mm. so anyway yeah go read Stand if you haven't read it too also very good book
0: yeah But like we said, it's very much a time investment.
1: Yeah, if you have a life, it'll probably take you a few months to get through. At that point in time, I did not have a life. And I believe it still took me like a month.
0: (laughs) I'm looking. Okay, so this stand. Yeah, I said 1,000 pages. It's 1,152 pages.
1: Is that the abridged version or the unabridged version? (laughs) The
0: complete and uncut. Okay. Okay. So yeah. Oh. And yeah. Yeah. He's nuts, man. Cause he had another one surpassing his latest novel with that's 1138 pages long. So like he writes like every book is like that. Right. Except for Tom Gordon. (laughs) Right. So
1: oh, and then we also, this is the last. Released before Christmas, right? So we want yeah. to say Merry Christmas, you guys, or Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, Hanukkahs today.
0: Yeah, whatever you all, celebrate.
1: All things, yeah,
0: absolutely. But we celebrate Cheers. Christmas, so Merry Christmas to you, filthy animals. Mm-hmm. But we hope you all have a safe and happy time.
1: That's right. Yes, we do. All
0: right. What do you want to get into? This not as crazy as we would have hoped. Story.
1: Mm -hmm. okay yep we're gonna we're gonna start the story off with oliver winchester so you get a little bit of background here oliver winchester was the son of samuel winchester and hannah bates and was born in boston on november 30th
0: 1810 dang that's That's crazy Mm -hmm. (laughs) um
1: he married jane ellen hope in boston on february 20th 1834. And their children were named Anne Rebecca Winchester, born in 1835. Well, they wasted no time. uh William Wirt Winchester, born in 1837. And Hannah Jane Winchester. Don't know when she was born. Didn't say.
0: But probably, they probably in
1: 1830. Else.
0: 1840,
1: you mean? Maybe. Could be. 1837, 1838, 39, somewhere in there. Winchester was known for manufacturing and marketing the Winchester Repeating Rifle, which was a much redesigned descendant of the volcanic rifle that came out some years earlier. Winchester started as a clothing manufacturer in New York City and New Haven, Connecticut. During this period, he discovered that a division of Smith and Wesson firearms was failing financially with one of their newly patented arms. He took that opportunity, assembled venture capital with some other stockholders, and acquired the Smith & Wesson Division, better known as the Volcanic Repeating Arms Company, in 1855. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I like that name, the Volcanic Repeating Arms Company.
1: (laughs) Right? That's nice. (laughs) By 1857, Winchester had positioned himself as the principal stockholder in the company and relocated to New Haven, changing the name to New Haven Arms Company.
0: Mm, I don't like that one as much.
1: No, it's not as good. Volcanic's way better.
0: (laughs) It is. Initially, the company was plagued by sluggish returns, which was in part attributed to the design and poor performance of the volcanic cartridge, which was a hollow, conical ball filled with black powder and sealed by a cork primer although the volcanics repeater design for far out space or far out paced the rival technology the poor performance and reliability of the .25 and .32 <laughs> <laughs> really
1: the 25 and 32 caliber cartridges .25 and .32 <laughs> uh.
0: Yeah, those were used in the pistol and rifle models, respectively, and was a little match for the competitors' larger calibers. (laughs) 0.25.
1: and 0.32. Winchester inherited a brilliant engineer, Benjamin Tyler Henry, who was an invaluable asset. Henry sought to improve on the volcanic repeating rifle by enlarging the frame and magazine to accommodate 17 of his newly redesigned all brass-cased 44 caliber rimfire cartridges. This new cartridge put the new company on the map, and Henry's ingenuity was rewarded with a patent in his name on October 16, 1860 for what became the famous Henry rifle. Hmm.
0: The Henry Rifle was manufactured for almost six years with a total production of approximately 12,000 rifles, which was a number uh, which included both iron and brass frame models. Following the success of the Henry Rifle, the company was reorganized once more and renamed the Winchester Repeating Arms Company.
1: That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like Winchester. I don't know if it's because it's always been Winchester, so it just feels, like, good. But I like that better than Volcanic.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I kind of like Volcanic still. It's very, like, rugged. I don't know. And Winchester, what movie was that? Um, Oh, the one where Adam Sandler gets rich.
1: Oh, Mr. Deeds.
0: Mr. Deeds, yeah. And she's (laughs) from Winchester, Tinfieldsville, Iowa. (laughs) (laughs) yeah so every time i hear that that's what i think of now it's ruined it Mm
1: -hmm.
0: yeah uh the uh let's see in 1866 employee nelson king's new improved patent remedied flaws in the henry rifle by incorporating a loading gate on the side of the frame and integrating a round sealed magazine which was covered by a a faux stock or four stock Mm -hmm. The first Winchester rifle was in uh, model 1866, which had been nicknamed the Yellow Boy.
1: Repeating rifles were used to some extent in the American Civil War. However, the United States Army at that time did not use many repeating rifles as they were expensive and too advanced for the outdated tactics used in the war repeating rifles were not widely used until after the war when they became increasingly popular with civilians. Military authorities concentrated primarily on perfecting breech-loading single-shot rifles for many more years. With thousands of rifles in the hands of the average pioneer, the Winchester repeating rifle gained a reputation as the gun that won the West. Isn't that weird? That is. And like, I, wow. Wow.
0: The gun that won the West. What a proud company Mm
1: -hmm.
0: to have that.
1: I don't know why, but like when I was reading this before, like reading about him, I know he was born in 1810. But like my idea of when the Civil War was and Mm -hmm. like just the fact that we have information. I don't know. It's weird to me. The Civil War was like way, 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 way too long ago. But it's in 1864. So when this was, you know, going on, it's just weird. I don't know. It is weird.
0: Uh, Olive Winchester was also active in politics, serving as a New Haven City Commissioner, Republican presidential elector in 1864, and as Lieutenant Governor of Connecticut from 1866 to 1867. When Winchester died on December 11th, 1880, his ownership in the company was passed on to his son, William Wirt Winchester.
1: Okay. Who is
0: that? Okay. That's, I thought, I was like, is that William? Because he's pretty.
1: (laughs) That picture is of Sarah Winchester. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He has some nice eyelashes.
0: I am jealous.
1: (laughs) Rosy (laughs) cheeks? (laughs)
0: but then i looked on and i was like oh no that must be sarah yeah
1: my bad we're shifting gears now over to sarah a little bit so we get some history on her before we meet up with um when oliver winchester died so sarah lockwood party was born the daughter of leonard party and his wife sarah w in summer in 1839 new haven connecticut She grew up in a world of privilege. She spoke four languages and attended the best schools available. She married William Winchester, who was the heir to the Winchester repeating arms company on September 30th, 1862 in new Haven. Sarah and William had one daughter, Annie party Winchester who was born on June 15th, 1866. Annie did not thrive. And tragically she passed away only a month later on July 25th, 1866, of Morosmus, which I did not know what that was.
0: No, me neither.
1: So I looked it up. And Morosmus is a a form of severe malnutrition characterized by energy deficiency. It can occur in anyone with severe malnutrition, but usually occurs in children. Morosmus is caused by the following factors. Maternal malnutrition, maternal anemia, poverty, pathological conditions in a baby like diarrhea, pneumonia, cyanotic heart disease, malaria, necrotizing, intracolitis, caloric stenosis, lactose intolerance, in incusception, meningitis, or anorexia nervosa. I, I included that because, you know, I was just doing the notes, saw what morosmus was. I was like, I have no idea what that is. And when I looked it up, I just, it's not clear what caused the baby to have morosmus And it seems like that's, you know, that is um, a poverty issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody that's not nourished. And I have to assume that she was not a malnourished mother, right? Right, because right, right rich AF yep. right mm-hmm. and I don't know like whatever caused that
0: but I mean, because, it, I mean the uh, the factors are so like diarrhea all babies like have like diarrhea all,
1: right it's like all over the place
0: right lactose intolerance like that's pretty common
1: right and I mean I I, guess, you know we're talking 1866 so you know maybe lactose intolerance would would kill you
0: it sounds like oh yeah i guess that's true i don't know i don't know if it gets that bad most people i know that have lactose intolerance just it, it's adults. once it's expelled then it's okay you know what i mean
1: yeah as long as you're not like repeatedly being fed
0: the same thing lactose. and then being dehy yeah dehydration then would be a Maybe. thing
1: yeah. And maybe they didn't know, like maybe the baby had lactose intolerance and they didn't know that. And the mom kept, I don't know, having di- lactose and yeah. It on. yeah, I don't know. It just seemed kind of weird to me because it sounds like, again, a disease from poverty, not mm-hmm. something that a wealthy woman's baby would have in America, but I don't know.
0: Yeah. Wow. Weird. In 1873, the Winchester Rifle Model 73, known as the gun that won the West, is released. And in 1880, Oliver Winchester dies, leaving the secession of the Winchester Repeating Arms Company to his only surviving son, who's already seriously ill with the disease that will shortly take his life. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. In 1881, only three months after Oliver's death, his son, William Winchester, dies of tuberculosis at the age of 43. Wow. Um, Sarah Winchester inherits William's vast fortune, reportedly $20 million, which in 2021 money was uh, $561.6 million. Could you imagine? Like, could you imagine that? Wow. Wow
1: no that would be crazy crazy already rich right i guess but yeah like you don't have to do anything
0: but i guess in like the 1800s what are you gonna do with that money really you know what i mean
1: charity work right (laughs) (laughs) i guess
0: you can't spend it on fun things like we would spend it on if that was us yeah you know? Oh. What a boring time. I don't uh, know. That's
1: not true. You could travel. Yeah. I mean, that's what I would do with it now. And that's what I would do with it then.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Probably that's true. Probably end up on the Titanic and die.
0: Right. <laughs> but you'd have great stories. Uh Just before her husband died oh, in the hold same on. year. You
1: missed, you missed that. Plus. Oh, I'm
0: sorry. I did. Plus. So she... Okay, plus not only the $20 million, plus nearly 50% of the Winchester repeating arm stock, which left her with a continued income equal to $1,000 a day or $26,000 a day in 2019 money. Wow. So she's like fine. She's good.
1: She's super fine no concerns
0: yeah and just before just before her husband died in the same year she lost her mother all this
1: very tragic like situation a lot of people close to her died and yeah i I think it was even more than that i think her like you know so she lost her father-in-law her husband her mom all within like a month right all in the same year rather not in a month and then you know her baby had died i think something maybe happened to her sister i don't know just a lot of tragedy around sarah upset at the deaths of her husband and her daughter sarah reportedly this is speculation consulted a spiritualist This medium supposedly informed Mrs. Winchester that the victims killed by the Winchester rifles her family manufactured were seeking revenge by taking the lives of her family. The spiritualist also conveyed to Mrs. Winchester that the spirits had placed a curse on her and that if she wished to live, she must appease them by moving out west and constantly, without ceasing, build a house for them night and day. I don't know. Anyways,
0: Yeah, it's, yeah. Well, like, if that's true, and some spiritualist told her that, Mm
1: -hmm. shame
0: on that, that spiritualist.
1: Unless it was real.
0: I mean, maybe, (laughs) but I feel like it's probably just somebody who knows her and her name and is like, I don't like guns because they killed my father or something and ruined her whole life.
1: I'm going to talk her into doing this, yeah. Yeah in 1884 her eldest sister this is what i'm talking about mary converse died after this time she began developing rheumatoid arthritis and her doctor suggested that a warmer and drier climate might help improve her health so she moved out west and i don't know if it was because of the spiritualist or because her doctor said that the climate would be better for her hard to say in 1885, Sarah Winchester arrives in California, and by 1886, she purchases a two-story farmhouse near San Jose that will soon grow into her beloved Lanada Villa, later known as the Winchester Mystery House, and she starts remodeling. In 1890, her niece, Daisy Merriman, who was 21, came to live with her. Merriman became Winchester's administrative assistant, looking after business correspondence and banking banking. They attended charitable events together and were paying members of associated charities and the Red Cross. In nineteen oh three, Winchester paid for Daisy's wedding to Frederick Marriott II, not the hotel guy I tried to oh, check okay. and didn't check out. That same year, Winchester purchased several homes and properties in Atherton. One of the homes was offered to Daisy and her new husband to live in, which they accepted. And then Winchester purchased a home for the couple closer to the train station for Frederick to travel to work. So she's got, you know, a little bit of family. Yeah. She's not like alone.
0: Uh, Okay, so now we're going to talk about 1890 to 1900. Winchester hired at least two architects, but dismissed them, deciding to do the plan herself. Never a good idea. Architecture. go well, yeah, it's very hard. Um, She designed the rooms one by one, supervised the project and sought advice from the carpenter she's hired. She took inspiration for the house from the World's Fair that was common then. So basically, she was just going with the fads. While the home was similar in scope to other homes built then, it was unusual for a woman to look after such a project. And Colin Dickey states in his book, Ghostland, an American history in haunted places, she could be considered an architectural pioneer of her time.
1: If she did good stuff, I would
0: agree with that. But Right. Body work.
1: She Uh, she was known to rebuild and abandon construction if the progress did not meet her expectations, which resulted in a maze like design. In the San Jose News of 1897, it was reported that a seven story tower was torn down and rebuilt 16 times.
0: Good Lord. But if you've got all that money she does, who cares? right 87 times
1: (laughs) as a result of her expansions there are walled off exterior windows and doors that were not removed as the house grew in size multiple levels up to five were added to different parts of the home the design was essentially victorian with elements of gothic and romanesque features
0: that's crazy that would drive me nuts
1: yeah how did you like I don't know. Like, like, how could you get around in this house when there's doors that go to like a wall or whatever, Right. like stairs that lead to nowhere and all of that's going on and it's big. So even if I did it, I probably wouldn't remember (laughs) what I had done.
0: There was carved wood on the ballroom walls and ceilings. Wood such as teak, maple, and mahogany were used to make an intricate pattern on the ballroom floor. A large brick fireplace was framed by two windows that included quotes from Shakespeare. The second floor had bedrooms that each had adjoining sitting rooms and sewing rooms. Holy crap. The wall coverings had a leather or metal appearance known as lincrusta wall coverings, which sound very, very expensive. Expensive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the ceilings had moldings, stencils, and faux finishes. There were chandeliers from Germany, art glass from Aus- Austria, furnishings from Asia, and paintings from France. An annunciator, an early form of intercom, wow, which was a common feature of large homes during this period, was installed for calling servants. I wonder if that's, uh, whenever we went to the Baker Mansion in Pennsylvania, they had like a way that it was basically just a pipe that went from the kitchen to the upstairs. Is that what that is? That's so crazy.
1: So. Mm-hmm.
0: That it, like, it's, works.
1: That's like the, <laughs> It's like the things in, like, the playgrounds. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, the little tubes you yell in and it goes mm-hmm. over and, like, talk to each other through the tubes at the playgrounds. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Hmm. There existed an indoor garden with slanted floors that would cross excess water, uh, or, I'm sorry, carry excess water to trap doors, which had pipes that would supply water to the outdoor flowers.
1: That's nice.
0: That is very nice. Reduce, a,
1: reuse, recycle.
0: Yeah. Um. A, and she probably couldn't find her garden to like water it. So it's probably good that <laughs> this thing was going on. Right. A, a generator was installed for a water pump and electricity because of Winchester's height of four feet, 10 inches and health issues. A stairway that had 44 steps that only rises 10 feet was built.
1: What? How do you even do that?
0: <laughs> I don't even know what that means.
1: <laughs> That's got to be the tiniest step.
0: It sounds like somebody just what missed is- on this sh- on the saw. Like
1: <laughs> 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 It's just Little I bumps. imagine that looks very strange. Yeah. The windows are unusual since they're pastel-colored, asymmetrical in their design, and have sharp bevels. The windows on the upper levels had a spiderweb tracery, which was a popular design then. The windows to the right and left of the brick fireplace feature Shakespearean quotes from Richard II and Trolius and Cressida. It has been claimed by tour guides and articles over the years that the windows were made by Tiffany and Company despite the fact that the company rarely used beveled glass. Hmm. This style of window is also found at Craig Durant Castle in British Columbia, Canada, which prompted architect- ar- architectural historian Jim Wolfe to believe that the windows were made by the same company. Wolf determined that glass artist John Mallon from Alexander Dunsmere's company, the Pacific American Decorative Company, was most likely the artisan of the windows, and that theory was then confirmed when an envelope postmarked July 1894, which had the seal of Dunsmere's company on it and a scribbled note that appeared to be in Winchester's hand, was discovered in the wall of one of the dining rooms that was being restored. Many of the art glass windows that were purchased were never installed and have been housed in a storage room, which is just unfortunate.
0: Because those are beautiful.
1: I know. I had to include a few pictures because I was like, dang. That's so pretty.
0: Yeah. Winchester would take breaks from construction on a regular basis, some lasting months to rest since Winchester tired easily. This slowed construction considerably and is counter to the claims made in articles and by tour guides that she had the house under construction around the clock for 38 straight years. At its largest, the house had approximately 500 rooms. That is insanity. Mm-hmm. So maybe she doesn't tire easily. She just tires like a regular person tires. Because, But she her house is so freaking mm-hmm. big. Yeah. It wouldn't take us as long to exert (laughs) energy around our house than it does for 500 rooms.
1: That's a lot. When the 1906 San Francisco earthquake hit, the Lenata Villa was severely damaged. Though there are rumors that Winchester was trapped in the San Jose home, there's not really any evidence that she was there. She owned several homes in California and, after the earthquake, spent most of her time at her home in Atherton. The seven story tower and most of the chimneys collapsed. One entire wing was destroyed, along with the third and fourth story additions. Winchester had the rubble removed, but had little more done to the property after the earthquake. This left doors that opened to nothing where balconies (laughs) had once been.
0: Holy crap!
1: pipes that were protruding from what were once window boxes and staircases that once led to upper floors ending suddenly. Wow. So yeah. After, After night. Oh, oh, go ahead.
0: Sorry. After 1910, due to failing health, Winchester did not work on the San Jose home except for odd maintenance jobs and adding an elevator in 1916. Wow. They have elevators back then.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: That's crazy. And this time is so weird, isn't it?
1: It it is really weird.
0: It's so weird. Um, at this time, she dedicated her time to finances and building an investment portfolio. Mary Jo Ganoff claims that she was far from successful constructing no, an investment.
1: Far more successful. Oh.
0: I'm sorry. She was far more successful. That does mean something. <laughs> that <laughs> constructing an investment portfolio than a mansion. Ooh, Sick Burn.
1: Sick Burn. You almost ruined <laughs> you almost ruined the Sick Burn. <laughs> I just
0: want everybody to be nice. <laughs> September 5th, 1922, Sarah Winchester passed away at Lanada Villa. 36 years of construction ceases at the news of Mrs. Winchester's death. When Winchester died, the house had 160 rooms, 2,000 doors, 10,000 windows, 47 staircases, 47 fireplaces, 13 bathrooms, and six kitchens. (laughs)
1: ridiculous (laughs) nobody even like lived there like this is not a hotel i was
0: tired just reading all of that like let alone trying to walk around there
1: that's crazy that's nuts wow so in 1922 Lenata villa is sold daisy marriott sarah's niece inherits three thousand dollars from her aunt the contents and personal possessions from both sarah's homes and the income from a two hundred thousand dollar trust fund for the remainder of her life so she said on december 15th 1922 the auction sale of Lenata villa and its surrounding acreage is finalized and the property is further divided and sold Then in April 1923, John and Mamie Brown lease Lenata Villa and its remaining grounds and they move their family onto the estates. They plan to create a park featuring Backity Back Railway, which was one of the earliest known wooden roller coasters designed and initially built by John at an amusement park in Canada. Due to local restrictions and overwhelming public interest in the house, They shift the opening or their focus to opening the house to the public and the roller coaster subsequently is never built. There were many room additions and deletions made to the home after Winchester's death.
0: The mansion is open for public tours. Mamie Brown is the first tour guide. Sarah Winchester's old gardens become Winchester Park where families can come and picnic and enjoy themselves. Past neighbors, friends, and co-workers for Winchester were distressed when they read about superstitious claims being made about the house in Winchester and were upset that the Browns were making money off falsehoods. They described Winchester as clear-headed and savvy with finances and business uh, businesses than most men. So she was a badass bitch.
1: Yeah, that's what they're saying. In 1924, Harry Houdini visited the mansion on Halloween night. And I see I've seen a couple of things about this, but this part that I actually put in here says he was seeking to debunk the paranormal stories and he leaves with more questions than answers <laughs> and famously referred to it as the mystery house. Something else oh. I read said that he came by did not have time to do anything while he was there. And had to leave for like another engagement. But he told them that they should call it the mystery house.
0: Huh. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. The house is officially marketed as the Winchester mystery house in the 1930s. And postcards are created by Frasher photos. And then in the 40s, the original water tank on top of the tank house burns. (laughs) And damages the tank house. In 1945, john h brown he died in june his wife and two daughters continue to run daily tours and operations of the house then in 1951 mamie dies in december
0: in the 1960s in honor of sarah winchester and her home santa clara los gatos road is renamed winchester boulevard winchester park closes and century theaters are built Winchester Wax Museum opens. Oh, they have a is wax that museum still there. I, I don't know. Those freak me out, man. You ever Those seen Wax House? Me out too. Or yeah, Wax House with Paris Hilton.
1: Is that what that's called?
0: Yeah, Wax is it? wax? No, yeah. Wax House. I bet. Is it,
1: is it called Wax House?
0: I'm pretty sure.
1: Why does that not seem right? I just watched House of Wax. That's what it's called. (laughs) Um, I was like, that does not sound right. House of Wax. You were almost there. Have you seen the original?
0: No, no, but I bet it's really freaky.
1: It's pretty good. Me and, so my mom watches Sven Gulli on Saturdays, which is like a guy out of Chicago. I don't even know what channel it's on. It's on regular like TV Mm -hmm. And I go over there on Saturdays sometimes to watch it with her because they do like old movies that are not. I don't I I mean, I'm sure they have like a decent budget, but they're usually like lower budget movies. Mm -hmm. This one I don't I don't think was particularly low budget or anything, but it was Um, it's from the 50s and it's pretty I mean, it's pretty good. Vincent Price is in it.
0: I and love him.
1: Bronson, I freaking love Vincent Price too so much, and Carolyn Jones, which is like the original Morticia.
0: Oh yes, uh huh. So from the TV was, show.
1: Yeah, it's pretty good. You should watch it.
0: I should watch that. But uh, ni- but yes, they do that would be cool too. Yeah, 1963 Winchester Mystery House is uh, incorporated. Its mission is to continue to preserve Sarah Winchester's home and gardens making them accessible to future generations. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. When Keith Kittle, a past Disneyland and Frontier Village employee, became the general manager in 1973, the house was in pretty poor shape. He had the house renovated in the 70s and 80s and added a Winchester Rifle Museum, which makes sense. Hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. He sought historical landmark status and began an advertising campaign that included large billboards along the highways. The billboards featured a silhouetted house with implications that a ghost encounter was possible. Oh. Uh Uh-huh. Attendance increased as he played off the history and superstition that was already circulating. Kittle was general manager until 1996. So Good for him, you know. Long run. putting that
0: little thing in there
1: yeah isn't this just like the a waverly like yeah a place that people already think is haunted you just like pizzazz it up a little bit and get more people to come there and then it ends up saving an old building which i'm Um, not mad about that's fine absolutely
0: i agree uh, 1974, Winchester Mystery House is granted state historic landmark status, and the mansion is listed on the National Register of Historic Places. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. 1980s, first flashlight tours are given. That'd be pretty sweet. The Wax Museum closes to make way for a new cafe and conference room. There you go. No, it's not that open.
1: Answers that. No more Wax Museum. That that was their bad. They should not have done that for a cafe. Because
0: <laughs> We would have gone. Right, come
1: on. In 1983, the old well house was moved 100 feet to the west, and a spacious new central courtyard was created. In the 90s, behind-the-scenes tours were started, taking guests through the old stables and into the oldest basement. So, Mm. fun. In 1996, the mansion is named a San Jose City landmark
0: so wow uh 2004 the classical statue of the goddess hebe is that it i can imagine
1: that's how you say it. i don't know but it's not <laughs> hebe i'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah.
0: it's, it's, i rednecked it up didn't i <laughs> hebe how about that <laughs> i don't think it's that it's, either it's h-e-b-e okay One of a pair that flanked the main mansion entrance in Sarah Winchester's time is repaired and returned to its proper place in the gardens after a 60 year absence. 2016. That is a long absence. 2016. The parlor hallway is restored using 130 year old wallpaper from Sarah Winchester's stockpile. That's crazy.
1: That's some good wallpaper
0: that is
1: wow how he, is that shit not dust
0: right <laughs> oh they geez
1: they just don't make things like they used to anymore
0: that is <laughs> 1000 true our kids and our kids kids are gonna have nothing to pass down because everything's gonna be like particle board Or we're going to 3D print it or some shit.
1: (laughs) That's really funny you say that because Brian and I were just talking because I bought a new desk for my bedroom so I could put a treadmill, like my flat treadmill under it so I can walk while I work. And it's like a high rise and we got it delivered yesterday and the freaking board is cracked like oh. the top of the desk it's some kind of wood and there's a crack running right down the middle so we have to send it back and we were talking about how everybody makes things like so crap now
0: mm-hmm. yep
1: but he hand built the desk that i'm sitting at right now which also has like the tv and the entertainment thing like he hand built this whole thing it costs five million dollars oh and yeah when he was building it i was like i'm i'm gonna like i was freaking out like, yeah it was so expensive it turned out really nice and he's like that's one thing we can pass on to the oh, kids, yeah. and kids and I was like, you're right. <laughs> yeah. The, the only thing.
0: <laughs> they probably won't even have TVs in the future. It'll probably just be all in your eyeballs.
1: Right. They won't even need all this space. So <laughs> put, like, what is it for anymore? <laughs> um, in 2017, Sarah's attic shooting gallery is created in the central courtyard, which I think is like a gun range. Oh, that they call Sarah's attic.
0: That's cute. Mm-hmm.
1: South Twin dining room is restored using that one hundred and thirty-year-old wallpaper again. How much As shit well, does she have? Her style I mean, I... must have been pretty big.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she had the space for a generous pile.
1: Yeah, they also use new pieces made from molds of the old patterns. Oh, so that's, that's pretty cool, cool too. Yeah. The Explore More tour debuted in May of 2017, which opened dozens of rooms that were never before seen by the public. Guests are allowed to enter through the front doors of the mansion for the first time. Hmm. And then filming began on the Winchester movie. Mm.
0: Which, have you
1: seen that? Have you seen that?
0: No, it's not going to be good.
1: Have it I looks heard of it? I don't think no,
0: so. No, no. It looks like a, you're... B-movie.
1: But is it a B-movie? Because it came out in 2018, and it stars Helen Mirren. I feel, even know who that is?
0: Yeah, she's the old lady okay. from that one movie.
1: But she's, like, classic. Yeah. Like, she's important, and I just Maybe, don't think uh, she would be in a B-movie. I don't know. Maybe she I don't,
0: know. I don't know either. In 2018, uh, Winchester, the feature I film, is this. released... No, you didn't. You said they began filming,
1: right? But then I just said it. The rest of it just now.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. You're right. You let all the cats out of the bag.
1: I did. Sorry. <laughs> 2019.
0: Excuse me. Winchester Mystery House becomes uh, begins unhinged, the all new immersive theoretical horror experience. What well,
1: theatrical?
0: What did I see? Theatrical.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but not theatrical. And I don't even know what this means, but it sounds pretty cool. It sounds
0: scary. I don't like. I don't like that. I like horror movies, but I don't want to be in a horror movie. Like, no, thank you.
1: Then why'd you make me go to Indiana and sit in a cold ass lake to watch Jaws?
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, that. <laughs> This was Fair. fun, and I there wasn't a shark in the water. Okay,
1: how do you know that? I would. Have I don't put know. past that guy to put a shark in the water.
0: <laughs> I would have. I would have literally had a heart attack and died. I just want you to be fully aware. Uh, I would have died if that would have happened.
1: I was scared when we were doing that. Were you? I was
0: scared too. I didn't yeah. like it. I did not like it. And we didn't even make it till the end because it was so freaking cold in like June. It was like 38 degrees or something.
1: And the sound didn't work.
0: Yeah, it was not well executed by what was his what was who was he?
1: He was on Ghost Adventures. Remember?
0: Yeah. But what episode was it?
1: (sighs) I don't know. It had to do with that house I tried to make you go to. Remember? Yeah. yeah. That was just a very weird, a very weird trip. Because we went out to the place we were camping, but we were camping where no one else was camping. No, it was, it was like, like a football field of nothing big field. Yeah. yeah, so it was very strange. And then we go to the thing, get in the water. It's cold. The sound doesn't work. But we talked to the guy that was putting it on. He was on an episode of Ghost Adventures for that for a house, and I don't remember yeah. what went on with the house. But he offered to take us back in the woods. He was like, you can't get there through a trail. It, you, like, pull off on the side of the road and just go through the woods, and it's there. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you wanted and, to do it, you idiot. I know. But remember, it gets worse, because I was like, yeah, we should totally do that. And you were like, no. And then <laughs> we are leaving the next day, and I'm like, let's go find the house. And I made you drive out there. We pulled over, and you're like, I'm not getting arrested. Blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> you know and I'm like let's go get arrested (laughs) and you are you would not do it so we left but but then when I got home I looked it up and that house isn't even there anymore it is completely burned down there's nothing left and he he was gonna take us back there we were gonna die (laughs) yeah oh yeah
0: for sure (laughs) and you wanted to do it you're welcome you are welcome (laughs)
1: This is why it's very important. Like I, I am your wild, and you are my safe. <laughs> we are integral to one another's lives.
0: We keep each other alive, quite you literally.
1: Keep, you keep me alive, and I give you a reason to be alive. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, yeah. we survived that. Thank God. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going a to do... movie.
0: right. We've seen. I thought I taught you better than that. We've seen so many movies that start out that way.
1: No, no. no thank like I you. I feel like I could have taken him. and well, both of us.
0: Oh yeah, I mean it would have been fine. He would have been injured severely, but he was going to be. So we went in the Jaws thing, right? And he owned. He owned the resort. He was the owner so I remember talking whenever we were talking to him he was saying that they were going to do a one of those immersive things in the woods while watching Friday the 13th. Mm. That would be with him. Could you imagine he'd have real freaking chainsaws and cut somebody's arm off and be like oops my bad whoops should have checked it uh sure. that's just not safe i did not feel no. safe in the water
1: no that was just or experience. in the woods nope. <laughs> we had a good time though that was nice
0: how do we come up with this stupid shit that we do you,
1: you came up with that because <laughs> i had literally just had a baby had just bought a house we moved the weekend
0: oh like yeah moving
1: that weekend yes. I'm pretty sure and you <laughs> drugged me out to the woods in Indiana my mom and Brian were so mad at me for going with you aren't you <laughs>
0: glad you did it though no yeah. regrets <laughs> I, have,
1: I have FOMO too bad like I want to do everything yeah so, like of course I said yes even though it was really not a good time for me to be doing no that kind of stuff but I had a great time and we were alive so it's fine <laughs>
0: we are alive and we have the experience now of that whole situation and it's a good learning lesson for you too of what not to do don't go with strange men that have been on ghost adventures taking you to a house that doesn't even exist anymore that's a no
1: i know i my stomach like fell when i read that the house wasn't there anymore i was like what was he gonna do take us to (laughs) like burn it out ash pile and be like is this cool like yeah no he did did not mention that the house was not there anymore no he
0: told straight I remember him saying yo yeah I'll take you there I'll take you there oh my god I remember you you called me he'll give you
1: a tour or something and I was like of what (laughs) like what was he gonna give us a tour of (laughs) Uh, the six foot holes he had dug to throw our bodies in
0: (laughs) oh man dang yeah you're welcome definitely Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, as of uh, september 2022 the house is owned and operated by winchester mystery house llc which is a private company that represents the descendants of the browns captive of the la- labyrinth author mary joe ganoffo I know that I said that different the last time. I said it wrong
1: both times, I'm pretty sure.
0: Well, okay, say it how you say it then. You don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You acted like you were confident and you didn't know it either. Anyway, that girl (laughs) wrote that tour guides are required to follow a script emphasizing fabrications and inaccuracies. According to her, one guide said, I feel so torn because I have to tell people untruths. Every time I go through the house and have to talk about 13s and... Which is uh, like the number 13. Okay.
1: They said she was obsessed with the number 13.
0: Okay. And other kooky things. My heart breaks a little for Sarah. I have to bite my tongue every time I hear a guest say, what a nutcase.
1: Isn't that Uh -uh.
0: sad? I mean, it is sad, but she was cray. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you just got to own that. She's crazy.
1: (laughs) Throughout the years long construction of the Winchester Mystery House, Sarah Winchester would never confirm that she was building a haunted house. However, stories and rumors swirled throughout San Jose. The contractors who worked on the house reported Winchester having daily seances Mm. with local mediums in an effort to reach good spirits these good spirits were reportedly consulted to find out how to best appease the spirits whom she was allegedly building the house for these spirits are reportedly what called winchester to make so many illogical additions to the home since her death little has been uncovered about her and the reasoning behind her obsession with building the winchester mystery house she gave no interviews left behind no journals and had no family willing to speak about her So, Isn't
0: isn't that crazy? Like, especially in the old timey days, you feel like while we have the internet to capture everything that we're doing and we document our lives constantly on Facebook and Instagram, like everybody wrote letters and like journals and stuff back in the day. And that's how we knew what was going on. But to have nothing like there is no footprint. Of her mind at all
1: yeah nothing solid saying why she was doing this Mm -hmm. which is weird because it was some weird shit she was doing yeah like you would think there would be some sort of documentation of the reasoning from even just word of mouth to family members that passed Mm -hmm. it on and later could say like definitively this is why she was doing that right so what do you think was she crazy was she grieving was she trying to appease the spirits? Was she all of those things?
0: I feel like she was crazy. And I feel like when she probably really did believe that these spirits were haunting her, I don't necessarily think that like the paranormal aspect of it, like I know for sure or anything, I don't, but I don't feel like that's how spirits work whenever they attach or, you know, like I feel like it has to be more with the house than the person. And since she built the house and there weren't any deaths on the property, you know what I mean? Like every death that ever happened from a Winchester is just coming to this house. I don't, I don't buy that.
1: Yeah, that seems like a lot. I think she was probably grieving. I mean, she lost like her whole family and like everybody closest to her and then started that could have, yeah. I mean, that could have spawned the crazy. Right
0: absolutely yeah um i don't know yeah and i mean i bet she probably did really feel like something was chasing her or something because something had essentially chased all of her family members and gotten to them
1: well and i thought it was weird because like half the time she wasn't even living in the winchester house she was just building on it
0: Mm -hmm. well i don't know if that's necessarily true there were so many rooms in that place she could have lived there during the construction
1: oh i know but it said that she spent a good chunk of those years at oh okay house yeah like off property she did live there for like times yeah but there was a while where she wasn't i think it was when she was older and like having a harder time but she did die there and so she was living there different points but i just i don't know like if she was hiding like running quote unquote from something it just doesn't seem like she'd be able to live somewhere else for any amount of time i don't know yeah yeah (laughs) that's true but now we need to watch the movie right
0: (laughs) i'll give it a go it doesn't look great
1: it doesn't look great we should have a movie night (laughs) okay that's the deal (laughs) but yeah it's just that's the story well, let us know what
0: you think and let us know if you've ever been to the Winchester house, um, what your thoughts were, how you felt. Is it is it as cool as I'm envisioning it to be with all of those rooms and and all of those doors that lead to nowhere. So
1: mm-hmm. let us know. Let us know. Should we make a trip or try to?
0: <laughs> that would be so fun.
1: It would be okay let me cite my sources i used wikipedia.com winchestermysteryhouse.com nps.gov and all that's interesting.com
0: awesome well we hope you guys enjoyed episode 124 on the winchester mystery house merry christmas to all and to all a good night bye <laughs> bye,
1: bye.